From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 376, and today's show is brought to you by Away, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm very good. We threatened that it would happen, and it has happened. Uh, Adina Hurley is back to join us again today. Hi, Adina. Hi. So nice to be back. We had lots of guests recently, and they're all great guests, many returning guests. But we figured um, it was it made sense to bring Adina back on the show to talk about her uh, not just her pen show experience, but now having owned more particular and specific types of products, <laughs> how she's been using them over the last few weeks is a good way to round out the conversation we had before uh, the San Francisco pen show. So we'll be talking about that a little later on in today's episode. Yeah, it was it, we we left that uh, very open ended, and people were very anxious to 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 inquire with us. Well, what happened? Uh, what did Adina do? Did she have fun? What did she buy? So, uh, what, really what better what, what better bought. reason than to? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, we will handle all that today, and uh, I I cannot wait. Like I I was part of it, but still hearing Adina now that she's had time to spend with some of the things she she came home with, and and has is further away from the trip, and to hear all about it, I can't wait. Yeah, happy to share everything. <laughs> but uh, we do, talking about sharing, the backers vlog is completed. Uh, so uh, what is so funny to you? <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't oh. believe that I shot all that vertical video. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even realize it. Like, I didn't even realize it till you told me that. And I was like, oh, no, I did, didn't I? So it's what like, happened I wasn't even was... Paying it- so, yes, the backers blog is available. If you're a Kickstarter backer, you get an email which has a link to a video that you can watch. And it's the, the kind of the escapades of not just the pen show, but everything in San Francisco. So I got a bunch of mm-hmm. footage from the Relay FM big live show and stuff. So you can go and, and check all that out. But there was a point during the show where Brad was going to take Adina around and they were going to do this. Like He was basically going to show her everything, tell her everything, you know, like all of the information that i yeah. didn't know that brad could the impart. personal the personal pin show tour exactly mm-hmm. which is a limited but very special experience if you are so lucky <laughs> as to get to have one of these and i said to, and he and brad said to me can i take your phone to take pictures which is something that he does uh at every show so brad because brad has to leave his phone with me so i can process credit card transactions because i'm looking after the knock table so he takes my phone and usually would take pictures for the refill newsletter um and but i said to him great can you also take some video for the vlog for me because i haven't really been able to shoot a bunch of the tables and he's like yeah no problem and so brad comes back with a bunch of video which was really great but it was all portrait video not vertical video as i would have needed for a vlog uh brad was in that sweet sweet instagram mindset Mm. I I was actually, you know, I was in the Adina mindset. I was doing this for her, mm-hmm. and well, did she ask for video... portrait video? Like, what's the situation? <laughs> mm, no, 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 no. Okay, I was okay. doing the tour for her. The video yeah. was not my primary thought, right? So right. I was making sure that she had a good time, and you know, we had fun uh, going all around the show and talking to friends and learning about things, and it just never crossed my mind even once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I would have just assumed that I did it correctly <laughs> um you know just doing it just by nature i do that and nope <laughs> and i didn't even realize till that night i think or even later when you you didn't even look at the videos it might have even been days later you might have even been home or back in the hotel or something and it was like oh no <laughs> i totally did so like i couldn't make it up to you even 
Yeah, but it, it worked out fine because then I got to, in the video, uh, I got to build a little frame that I put around them that just says Brad Cam. Uh, mm. So everybody knew that it wasn't me that was responsible for the vertical video. I really, I, I laughed at that. It was funny. I, if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? But I can confirm all Brad's attention was all focused on me and he has been really nice to me to tell me, to show me all of the products, tell me the stories behind them. And we had really good chats. So I'm sorry, Mike, for distracting Brad, really. <laughs> it's not me you have to apologize to. Oh, and it the is listeners, the thousands of the people who backed the Kickstarter the campaign yeah, with the their backers. real money to get that video. So. Oh, dear. I apologize. <laughs> That's all right. They got to look at a sticker head of myself uh, to to make fun of me while I was doing it, which I I thoroughly enjoyed. I also enjoyed the cut of me answering the pin question. Yeah, in Relay Feud, that was perfect. I just I just giggled and giggled. I just I don't know. That was such a fun fun time. Yeah, because we had the video right of the Relay FM Family Feud, and I figured that when I was showing like the stuff that I'd shot uh, at the Family Feud event. Um, like I was thinking to myself, oh, rather than just showing what I've shot, why don't I put a clip in of the actual video for people that don't really know what I was setting up at this event. And then I thought, well, why don't I actually just clip Brad's answer to the question that was made for Brad? So I did that and put that in there as well. Yeah, uh, so. I still have nightmares about if I was the uh, the leader for that question. I, I really do. You, I you would have said time. like Sailor or something. And, and Oh, I would have said I probably would have gone with Retro 51, right, to be quite honest. Right, And right. I would have never heard the end of it, and rightfully so. <laughs> and I'm just so thankful that we sat in the order that we did and the question came up that it did. Because you would have like, you would have all like randomized with that answer lost the 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 answer for your team unless the 100%. person that you were answering against answered even worse but that <laughs> seems unlikely right right 100 percent would have lost that so i'm very grateful <laughs> that I, I was not on the buzzer for that one brad what is the moon man m2 transparent demonstrator mike let me tell you all about it actually i'll let uh jeff who jeff abbott who writes for the pen Attic, tell all about you our review just went up um, as we recorded this podcast, and this is a pen I've heard about for probably two years now, at least a year and a half. So Baltimore in 2018. So um, I got to meet uh, Frank Underwater, who writes a wonderful blog. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. And he brought me a, a bunch of pens. He writes a lot about Chinese pens, and this was one that he had found and brought to me. And it's just kind of a fascinating looking pen, right? It's a kind of a not full length torpedo shaped um clear like crystal clear demonstrator fountain pen and it's highly photogenic and it's very high quality and it works really well and the nibs are awesome and i say all this to tell you that it's twenty dollars like it's an inexpensive pen and People have been wanting me to review it for, you know, ever since then, Frank's been wanting to give me one and I finally got a hold of one. Well, I mean, I finally got one from uh, Goldspot who sent it to me. And again, like, you know, things get lost in the queue a little bit for reviews. And I, you know, asked Jeff, I said, hey, can you take, take on this review for me? And he pretty much laughed at me at the end. Like when he submitted this review, he's like, I can't believe how much I enjoy this pen. And I did all of this without ever looking at the link to see how much it cost. And then it freaked out. So it's just one of those pens that you see it. Now you know what it is and you can recognize it. And 
it's kind of one of those pens who people should just have if they're like more more of an advanced fountain pen user, right? This isn't your starter pen, even though it's twenty dollars to purchase. You know, it's it's made to be eyedroppered, and that's kind of not your beginner experience that you want Comes to give to somebody. Comes with a pretty fancy looking pipette. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little glass, little glass uh, dropper that you use to fill it up with, and it's just kind of a fascinating pen because. In our market, like the scope, and I, I don't mean like the U.S. market, I mean like in the pen addict market, like it just appeared, you know, out of nowhere, out of thin air. No one knew who this company was. And then boom, they make this cool pen that's 20 bucks that looks great and functions great. And you can see all the ink sloshing around in there. It's just a good, fun pen that a lot of pen addicts enjoy. And I'm yeah. late to that bandwagon, and I get it now. Like, I can totally see it. I could see it just in the way Jeff was talking to me offline about it, not even in his review, which he raved about it, but just the way he was talking to me about it behind the scenes. He's like, I, he's, it's kind of like one of those things, like, I don't get it. Like, it's, I don't get how this happens, and it's really good, and it's a good value. And, yeah, I love it. He loves it. And uh, I see why it's been so popular, and so many people have been wanting me to uh, take a look at it. On on top of that, on top of that, I'm giving one away next week. So I got oh, two of them. Fancy. Um, yeah. I haven't tried one. I've just seen your, well, seen Jeff's images. Jeff's very nice images, actually. Jeff's very God. good at that. He's, uh, speaking of which, I know I keep hijacking you, but he, I've asked him to work on a pen photography post for me because mm. he does such a good job. And, and you want to learn from him? Yeah, no joke. <laughs> We've talked about it before. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think I think about the looks of this pen? I think you love it. Except? The band. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's glaring. Um, it was good that Jeff used a red ink because you don't yeah. see it as much. Yeah. I don't know that if he did that on purpose. But it's if not you the had red a, that uh, bothers me as much as the mm, just the text, basic script Moon Man printed sure. on the side. Uh, sure, you know that kind of stuff bothers me. I, yeah. I always feel like if a company's gonna gonna put its branding on the on a pen, it has to be mm-hmm. done tastefully, and the branding has has to actually look good. Um, mm-hmm. And that is not achieved with this. But it's only twenty dollars, <laughs> so what are you gonna do, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm not gonna like roast it like i yeah, right. would other pens like cough cough visconti but sure uh, sure this is this you know it's fine for a 20 dollar pen yeah and i get where you're coming from and this one doesn't phase me would i prefer it not to be there sure yeah but i this one is fine by me like it it vanishes um you know in use like i don't notice it as much and like jeff says it's like the perfect platform to colorize and and anodize and change the you know you could it would be cool if you could even sell like different cap band um different uh uh barrel bands with it to like match the color of the ink that you're using like it's a very simple thing but yeah i don't i don't mind it but you're drawn to it immediately like i get it i wanted to give a couple of updates on the theme system journal uh it's currently in stock it will not be in stock for very long um we are 87% 87% sold out of our 10x restock. So mm-hmm. we saw Yeah, you had a waiting books. list. There was a waiting list built mm-hmm. from the last time. So everyone's transitioning through that. Everyone that was on the list got the notification and yep. I'm sure, you know, 90% of those people purchased. So it's it's going. Yeah, and, it, um, it blew up for for a couple of days. It was it was pretty wild. Uh mm-hmm. Uh, at some point in the future, I'm going to share more about like numbers, but there is one number that yeah. I'll give you, Brad, which is just kind of fun because 
the my contacts at Cotton Bureau were very excited. They, mm. uh, for like the first couple of hours, we were selling thirty mm. a minute. Oh, nice! Which was that's awesome. Wild. That was. I'm sure they were. I'm sure, like, I don't know if they were probably it maybe wasn't on their radar like that morning, like before it went live. Then they probably had to. Go oh no, they say, knew. What's I happening? didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just said to them, yeah. "Put it up." Once you've checked them, they put it up, and then a couple of hours later, I got like a bunch of messages from my uh, contact there, and they were like, "Oh, it's going crazy!" <laughs> good, um, good. I'm so, so excited for you. There's a very small amount left, and there will be probably no more stock until the end of the year because it basically has. It's like the best worst case scenario that there can be, which is that mm-hmm. we sold them. But it, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Like, I now just have no will not have no stock again, and then have to go through this process right. again of reordering them, mm, uh, and then waiting for months for them to come in. So I'm still trying to judge demand, and it's very complicated and this is like i'm way in over my head about this kind of stuff but i'm trying to mm-hmm. learn as i go along um and i'm yeah. lucky to work with with talented people who can help guide me through this process yeah round three you will actually have stock that's pretty much how it rolls uh yeah especially <laughs> you'll you have to a stock point we're gonna order more again so right uh we're gonna we're gonna make another multiple change this won't be 10x this time maybe it'll be like two <laughs> times the amount because i want to keep <laughs> stock for like a few months so i can actually work on an updated version right like mm-hmm. so i want to try that try that out and also um the theme system.com now exists as a place where oh, you good. can go and get instructions about how to use the journal and uh, i'm hoping to uh, once i what i would love you to do brad at some point mm-hmm. is once you've kind of taken in my instructions and started working on it i would love some mm-hmm. example photos to post on our website so, okay, because that's what I've been happy. waiting for. I was going to ask you, but I didn't know if I was allowed to ask you. So mm-hmm. make sure that goes into the show notes. Yep, the theme system.com. That's the place that you can go now. Uh, and cool, you cool. Can, I'm can ready. Check it I've been waiting. I've been holding off until that point. So now I'll be ready to, to get into it. Perfect, perfect. Hey, real quick before we hit our first sponsor, yep. I forgot to mention in our backer vlog section, uh, I, I am still shipping the Burton pin cases. We're shipped through order 450 which that's about halfway through. So a few more weeks and uh, we'll have them all out there, but I can ship in pretty big batches these days. So Good. I'll probably have another 100, 150 out this weekend, something like that. So just a quick update I forgot to mention. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase and now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems. Their luggage is loaded with features. The Away carry-on comes in an array of colors in two sizes and two materials. It's lightweight, durable, and made to last for a lifetime of travel. They have four 360-degree spinner wheels to guarantee a smooth ride and come with an optional ejectable battery to keep your devices charged charged and the bigger carry-on is sized up to make the most of the overhead bin away suitcases are designed to last a lifetime you get a 100 day trial on everything plus free shipping within the u.s europe and australia we are big away fans in this household brad <laughs> like you are in yours we just took delivery of two suitcases that we bought ourselves um away have been very kind to send me some of the carry-ons in the past but uh, I want. I needed to upgrade my suitcase. I wanted like a, an actual. I got. I bought the big one. You know, like the big one, the large that oh, you yeah. have. I know the big one. Uh, and I got it in a really lovely color. It's uh, what, what is the name of the color? It's like this lovely blue color that I got. Uh, Coast, I think, was the name of the color that I nice. went with. And I also, uh, I recently took an away carry on 
in place of a backpack. Like so, in, in on a big trip, I took my suitcase and my carry on, where I'd usually take a backpack, and I would use my carry on for shorter trips. But I took my carry on so I didn't have to carry things because I have a fractured spine right now, mm, and true. so uh, I realized that is the way to live. And I found that Away make a, a relatively new product called the Daily Carry-On, which is it's kind of the capacity is the same, but it's built slightly differently with much more compartments to be used for this exact purpose, like to, to oh. be the only thing that you take uh, with you when you're maybe on a, like to take onto a plane with you or whatever, right? Like it is the companion bag to the bigger bag. Um, and it's gotcha. got like a bunch of like removable organization stuff in it as well. I love it, and we're going to be using it when we travel to Memphis next week, and I'm very excited. Nice. I need to check that out for myself. It's really awesome. So you can get $20 off of a suitcase of your own by going to awaytravel.com slash penaddict and using the promo code penaddict during checkout. That is awaytravel.com slash penaddict and the promo code penaddict during checkout. Our thanks to Away for their support of this show and Relay FM. Uh, should I talk about St. Jude? I would love you to, so I can. That allows me to talk about them as well. Wonderful. So we are uh, raising money for St. Jude this month, uh, which we're super excited about. Uh, we have raised fifty-seven thousand one hundred and seventy-two yeah, dollars so far. <laughs> we are seventy-six percent of the way to our seventy-five thousand uh, dollar goal. I'm super, super excited about that. Let me tell you why this is important. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. You can join St. Jude Research Hospital this September and Relay FM as well with organizations such as the World Health Organization who are committed to transforming cancer care with the goal of curing at least 60% of children worldwide with six of the most common cancers by 2030. With your support, you will help St. Jude stay true to its life-saving mission, finding cures and saving children. Donate to support childhood cancer around the world at stjude.org slash penaddict. Once again, that is stjude.org slash penaddict to donate now. So I put in my donation this month. Actually, Thank you very much weekend. for that. That's oh, very kind sure, of you. Sure. And the, the sure. penaddict members. Yeah, for sure. So that's something that the penaddict members are used to me doing. And like every quarter, I donate $250. It just so happened that $250 happened to be a magic number for you yeah. on this campaign, Michael. What what happens at the $250 amount? Everybody I love who it, donates, laughing at this. <laughs> oh, I've been seeing it here. Everybody who donates $250. So for every $250 donation, I remove a sticker from one of my devices and Stephen adds <laughs> a sticker to one of his. Yeah, you got the wrong end of this deal. <laughs> because because I was not, it was never, it was, this was like a thing that was mentioned. It was just mentioned. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then Stephen just <laughs> tweeted it. So now it's a part of my life. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, uh, the, uh, my last count, I was like 53 stickers down. There's way oh more. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm doing it in, uh, in batches. So like every few days or whatever, Stephen will count it up, tell me the number, and then I'll start. Pour- so my 12.9 inch iPad has no stickers on it anymore. My 11 inch, 50% of them are gone. Uh, I will lose probably all the stickers from the 11 and then probably from my MacBook Pro as well before, if, before <laughs> we get to the podcastathon. I, when I see pictures of these, I feel the tears coming through the imagery. They can't be, oh, yeah. like, can't be fixed. They're gone there's forever. No, there's no... I mean, you're, of course, happy to do this for, yeah. for St. Jude. Well, like, you're super I'm happy, happy to have but money raised process, for St. Jude. <laughs> yeah, but the process 
that you're having to live through right now. I can feel the the pain when I see those images, but hey, it's it's for a good cause. It's and for I, a good I, cause. I, yeah. I'm finding as someone not part of this, I'm finding it thoroughly enjoyable. I to will watch. say though, personally, <laughs> I think that there is a special place in the afterlife for the people that donate two hundred and forty nine dollars. <laughs> Just get, there are like quite I a few of those. That. Those people. I noticed that. Those people, they are kind people. People that have donated that. multiple two hundred and fifty dollar donations. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know about you. I don't know about yeah. you. <laughs> but thank you so much to everyone. I mean, I will do it. I'm doing it right. Like I'm going to keep doing it. Yep. Thank you to everybody that's donated. Uh, I mentioned Podcastathon next Friday, September twentieth. I will be in Memphis, Tennessee, broadcasting live from the St. Jude campus for six hours as part yeah. of the Relay FM podcast of for St. Jude. Uh, I'm going to be putting in the show notes uh, a link to a Twitch event so you can see that um, and so you can see what time it will be in your local time zone. But it's going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern time on September 20th for six hours. And we've got a bunch of fun stuff planned. So you'll be nice. able to come and hang out with us as we try and cross our goal and push for more. Uh, we're working with the wonderful team at Allsack and St. Jude to come up with some wonderful things that we're going to be working on. And I'm so excited uh, to be able awesome. to do this. Awesome. Definitely more to come as mm-hmm. we uh, wrap up this great fundraising month for St. Jude. Yep. All right. I, I know everyone's like tired of hearing me and you talk um, before we talk to Adina, but I got a couple of quick things I want to hit if that's okay. Don't ask me. Is that uh, okay with you? Yep. Yep. I want to hear about <laughs> it. All right. Great. <laughs> First one is the Wingback Mechanical Pen, which I only bring up not just because I reviewed it um, Monday, but because people have been inquiring about it. Mm-hmm. It's a new Kickstarter project, but it's from a company that's done, I think, this is their fifth campaign, mostly like lifestyle items. You know, they've done wallets and, you know, other ex- carry accessories and, you know, very EDC type of style. Um, UK company, by the way. Um, and they worked on this pen. They sent me a prototype. I've had it for a while. I've really enjoyed this pen. It's unique in the fact that it's shorter than most of the other machine pens I owned. It's kind of like if anyone listening back the machine era uh, twist pen, it's like the same size as that. So it's it's a good carry size if it's good in the pocket. It's a brass pen with knurling on the grip and knurling on the twist section, which I really enjoy the knurling on the twist. The knurling on the grip is a little aggressive, and I've mentioned that to them as far as feedback goes. Uh, you know, who they won't take my word for it, but, you know, I just felt like it was worth pointing out. It's a very strong knurling, which we've talked about before, how I kind of, uh, I'm a knurling fan, but like there's a wide range of what is uh, what is good and what is not so good knurling. And the only kind of hang-up that I have, not personally, but from just like widely recommending this pen, it's, it's built specifically for the Fisher Space Pen. And you have to be even more specific when saying that because... The Fisher Space Pen, if you buy a refill, it ships with the the added like kind of Parker plug, like like the little white cap you put on the end of the pen to extend it to Parker length. It doesn't allocate for that in the um, barrel of the pen, which is also why it's shorter, right? Yeah. So it fits like the mechanism is machined to fit around the back end of that refill and that refill only. So like, that's your option. Like to me, it doesn't matter because I like that refill, but I can see that being a hang up for us. Just something to point out. That's pretty limiting. 
especially when like there are other pens and like there are other refills in that kind of size range right yep. so it's it's interesting to have made that choice as they have yep yep so overall i'm happy with it i went ahead and backed it because they offer stainless steel which i prefer over and they the have brass, a bunch of so. like in like artist versions where they're etching this wonderful artwork into them which is kind of cool yeah, that's what really has me paying attention. Like, I love the artwork on this one. I just wanted plain stainless for my first one. If they do something, if like they keep on this path of doing this cool stuff, and they sent me some pictures of some of the other artist models, um, I may end up with one of those down the line. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, very happy with it so far. So I just wanted to uh, add some context to the review this week. Um, the second topic I wanted to get to real quick is the years-long question that we've had on the show about, hey, who is a nib grinder I can use in the European market? And I think maybe we have an answer. I haven't talked to her yet, but for some reason I follow her on Twitter uh-huh. and it's strings and pedals on Twitter. And I went and looked and I, I happened to follow her. So Annabelle, um, her, her tagline is she's an artist, a goldsmith and a nib specialist. And the reason why her post came up in my feed which, you know, I get Instagram algorithm out of seeing so many things, but this one, for some reason, rose to the top because it was her show schedule for the rest of the fall and winter where she's going to the shows in Europe to do nib work. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. Then I clicked the link and she takes, she has a nice website and takes work online. So I think we might actually have an answer to all of our European listeners who have been pining for someone that they can talk to and send their pins to for nib work so this looks really really cool she does work she works on the side for apple yeah she does like one day a week there for them like she's in school like i've been reading i've been reading all her stuff because i was fascinated it was like how did i how did i follow her yet miss all of the context around actually following her right so this looks great. I bet now that maybe hopefully we've mentioned it, someone will someone will reach out and, and who hears this say, oh, yeah, I've had some experience with her at X pin show and she did a great job. So I bet we'll start hear, hearing that uh, from the community. But yes, we'll have a link to her um, to her website, opuscenaris.com. And you can look and she offers nib services online in the European market. And thank you, Annabelle, <laughs> for existing, for doing or this, for putting your... Sorry for us just going ahead and doing this and maybe blowing up your inbox, but let's just... Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't speak to her or anything. I didn't drop her an email, but because uh, I just found this yesterday. It's just, you know, Instagram algorithms are what they are. Yep. But I'm glad this one popped to the top of my feed. Um, and then I was like, oh, I should follow her. And I was like, wait, I already do. So how have I not seen this before? So there you go. All right, before we start uh, grilling Adina uh, for all the <laughs> money she spent at the San Francisco oh, pen no. show, uh, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get everybody in the pen buying mood and talk about our friends over at Pen Chalet. They sell everything you're looking for and they have all of your favorite brands. Whether you want a rollerball from Lamy or you want a fountain pen from Pilot, whether you want a Sailor, a Kaveco, and a Miki, no matter what it is, mechanical pencils might be what you're up to next pen shall they have them they have carrying cases and refills found to pen converters and pen holders they're always adding new styles of pen every single month and pen shall they believe in fast and reliable service they're doing special discounts all the time they're closeout specials as well pen shall they want to give you 
high quality pens at low prices and they back it up with that 100% satisfaction guarantee. They sell internationally. They have great shipping rates. I've bought from Penchalet a bunch of times myself personally. But if you're in the US and you spend over $50, which probably isn't that difficult to do, you will get free shipping. So go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time over at Penn Chalet. Brad, what have we got on deck from Ron this week? We got three standouts. I mean, there's the list is always too long to talk about everything, but three standouts in my mind. Number one is the Opus 88 Omar, which is the large size, large capacity Omos eyedropper that gets uh, really good reviews. They've done a really good job with their eyedropper fountain pens, kind of new to our market overall. So that's a great pen, great deal. If you're a, if you're a big spender, the Parker Dual Fold Centennial um, is a really, really nice pen. I have one of these and it's kind of glorious, but, uh, it is kind of pricey. So if you're looking for a deal on one of those, this is the place to go. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I'll talk about this every time he pops this on here is the pilot age, ageless ballpoint pen. It has this unique, uh, click mechanism. It's a real pocket friendly pen and it's one of my favorite just pens to have to carry around. And uh, it's at a price uh, you don't normally get them at, which is kind of Ron's middle name. Uh, I was going to the website to look along with you. I saw something that is new. It's an exclusive Retro 51 called the Retro 51 Typewriter. Yep, we can't, uh, we can't ex- escape without talking about this. It is Whoa. fantastic Whoa. looking. Yeah. It's a custom, uh, custom made just for Pen Chalet and... It's really, really exceptionally well done. I know people have already started to receive theirs, and it's just fantastic. It's just, uh, I mean, it's everything you would expect if you said a uh, vintage typewriter and a pen. Uh, they delivered on it. <laughs> they sure did. So go right now, penchalet.com, click that podcast link at the top of the website, and enter the password penaddict for those special deals. Our thanks to Penchalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so. From an overall perspective, Adina, I kind of want to get your thoughts on attending the San Francisco Pen Show. Um, do you have any overall thoughts? Was there anything like that surprised you compared to what you expected you were going to be seeing? So I think that the, in the show that the episode you recorded right after the show, you summed it up pretty well in saying that I had first pen show fever, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that was that was pretty accurate. Uh, but I guess I found it all overwhelmingly positive and just wonderful. I did not expect to enjoy it this much and to feel so welcome. Um, and uh, it it was just like there are so many beautiful pens. Everyone was so lovely, and this uh, community around pens was just so nice um i loved the ink stations to test ink in there yeah, and you spent a lot of time on those oh i love those so much and i'm just so sad that i didn't get to try them all um <laughs> the classes were awesome uh obviously seeing you guys in the live show that was another mind-blowing experience for me because i've never until the day before i had never <laughs> seen mike <laughs> on a live show um and the location was great as well. I know you guys talked a lot about that. So there, I don't know. I 
I imagine that not every show is like this, but this just seemed like such a wonderful show, pen show to start with. And it definitely makes me want to go back or try others as well. Um, and I was just gushing <laughs> about the whole thing for the days following it and during. And everyone who talked to me, I guess, even Anna, I think, said on the episode that <laughs> she could tell I was really enjoying it. So it was <laughs> awesome. Um, in terms of what was different than expected, um, <laughs> the funniest thing probably was that I didn't expect to get recognized so much. I thought I was just <laughs> like, uh, walk around, try things incognito. Uh, but, uh, it, it was, it was actually really cool that a lot of people recognized me and recognized me because of the episode I was on, on before the show. And, Everyone was just so nice. Either they were newbies like me and I had someone to talk to. Either they were um, more advanced and they were just so keen to help me and explain things to me. And I really appreciated that from everyone. I learned so much in a weekend. I feel more um, less intimidated by this whole world. Um what else yeah, yeah in the in the lead up to the show like in the in the pre-show that we did with you uh, you talked a lot about the beginner fountain pens that you had um yeah. you know going into the show and were a little bit concerned just on you know how you would feel you know being around all of the other you know people who are maybe more experienced but i think from the feedback you gave me and from the feedback other others gave me people really appreciated that fact about you what did you think about the reception for like you know what you were saying about just being a beginner in all of this and and how you were accepted uh, i think that once you own that view and think that it's it's okay everyone starts somewhere i think mm -hmm. everyone just took the that position with me and just explain things no one it just I <laughs> that's it's difficult to explain I guess when you make your position yeah. known other people know what you need and how to treat you and what you need help with so uh, I, I really appreciated that some people just came up to me and told me here's what you need to look for when you're buying a pen or um or um, just sharing the Franklin Christoph experience that you guys have recommended me do. Other people who were at my level tried it too, and we were comparing notes. And it was just really lovely to have people to talk to <laughs> uh, at my <laughs> level, in a way, um, in terms of reception. Yeah, and that's the point. Like, I wanted to get across is like that. It's not uncommon for someone like you say at your level to come to one of these shows. Like, everyone has to come to their first pen show, right? And yep. everyone has to buy their first yeah. pen yep. and learn about these things. And I've found this community to be just like so open and willing to help anyone with questions. Like, yeah. I was anxious to see if that was like the experience you would get and I think it's pretty clear that it was yeah and everyone just uh, wanted to help I would often so I have two pens that I wasn't super happy with how they were writing and I would just get other people to write with them and test them and put they were able because they're more advanced to put into words what they thought was wrong with how the pens wrote but I couldn't yeah. verbalize yeah. that so but more advanced pen owners would mm. already have that level of knowledge and that was awesome and including you you were able to 
give me the tips or send me in the right direction for what to do next. And from that, I learned so much because I ended up um, at the, the Nibsmith stand. I This is when I was with you and mm-hmm. uh, then looked at the pen. And that's how I learned that, whoa, uh, red inks with red pigment actually are more on the dry side and that's what I was using on my sailor uh, pen with a fine nib so ink had less space to flow through and it was more dry that's why I had such a dry experience when I wanted a wet flow experience Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm learning so much about these things and everyone has the patience to tell me uh, what they think I might be looking for, how I can get there, and what I need to do to fix it. And this is how I learned about ink additives. And I think that was a surprise for Mike as well. So mm-hmm. that was cool for me as well that I could find my... And that's what I always wanted, I guess, to find my way through the show, find out about my own stuff, and then share them with Mike and even Mike to be surprised because it's like it's such a big world that right. everyone has their own experience and everyone finds their own stuff in it and i guess that's the part of being part part of a pen community that we can share and exchange stories and whatever (laughs) yeah i always come away from a pen show with a little factoid like that like i I didn't know that different colors of ink typically will flow differently and that you can buy additives from companies like van s to drop into ink to change the properties a little bit i had Mm -hmm. no idea that you could do any of that yeah, and and to Adina's point of of you know answering questions and you know so many people are out there to help. That's one of like my most important things. I try to mention before a show is even though like I'm working at the knock table, like I'm here for you, for listeners mm-hmm. or anyone who's you know has any question of anything like that's going on, like with something a pen they're looking at, an ink question, like just. And I'm glad people take advantage of like coming up and like asking me to help them. Like it's, it's hard to ask for help when you don't know, you know, people who to ask. So I always try to make a point of saying that, Hey, I'm open to like any and all questions. And, you know, people come up to say, hi, say, Hey, this is my first pen show. I make a point to say, Hey, if you're looking around and you ever have a question on anything and you're not comfortable or just inquisitive, just, you know, come back and I'll do what I can to help you. And if I don't know the answer, I probably know someone who does. So, yep. mm-hmm. you know, that's very important to me at, at pen shows to, to, you know, help others out who are just getting into this hobby. So yeah, it, it's awesome. Oh, that's really nice. It makes it, it definitely makes it more accessible and less intimidating mm-hmm. for someone who's new to all yeah. of this. Um yeah, because that's a it. that's a big and crowded room to walk through, right? It's yeah. like you can't even see you can't even see the floor half the time. Like on Friday and Saturday, it was so busy, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's something else I discovered too that yes, a pen show is the perfect place to take your broken or less than perfect pens to because there's so many people there to help you and nib grinders <laughs> and oh, it's it's just a perfect place to if you write with pens anyway to take them talk to other people about them, fix them in need, if needed. Yeah, because that was yeah. one of the things that you were talking about and you were struggling with a little bit, right, was you had a Sailor Pro gear that you were unhappy with, the yeah. result, like the way that it was writing for you. Yeah, so it was the first time I got a fine nib um, and I am using this Robert Oster ink mm-hmm. uh, that's with a shimmer. I think it's 
dusty pink. I'm I can remember the shade isn't really well. Something isn't it the name? Oh, might be. I don't have it on me right I'll, now. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Don't worry. Um, yeah. So it's not a vivid, strong color anyway. So that combined with the fact that not enough ink was flowing through the nib either, I felt like I was never writing. And even though the pen was, gl- uh, the nib was gliding well on paper, it just felt like it. There was some resistance somewhere. And in showing it to other people and showing it to Dan from Nibsmith, um, he was able to widen the shaft, I guess, and make more ink flow through. Mm -hmm. And he suggested the additives. And oh my God, ever since I came home, I've been perfectly happy with it. And I haven't even Mm -hmm. added uh, the additive to the ink yet. I will try that as an experiment as well. But that, that... that little consultation session just made such a huge difference. For for a pen that I loved how it looked anyway, I wanted it to write perfectly as well, you know? Right. So like the, the level of minutia that so many people, including myself to this day, don't know about, like you can actually take a fountain pen and adjust its flow. You can make it a drier writer or you can make it a wetter writer without you know much work by someone who knows what they're doing it's literally just like some physical adjustments to the nib and the feed and how they're seated on each other and you know people like you had this pen you love the aesthetic it writes okay but is there a way to make it write perfect for you specifically and like you can learn these things and get these adjustments made and like it's kind of eye-opening like some for someone who would buy a pen and not have these resources that we do and really be disappointed with the experience because they expected something else and you know there's an argument well i shouldn't have to adjust anything well that's kind of not the case with fountain pens you know they're made to be highly customizable and sometimes you have to get a little tweak done to make it perfect for you which you found out in this case exactly it's so difficult your writing style is so personal to you that it's difficult to standardize a nib and a flow and all of these features to match everyone so um and i was ready to think that oh all sailors are wrong i'll never are bad for me i'll never (laughs) buy a sailor uh but really it's all it's more about when you buy a pen i guess it's you should people people should and me i should think more about how to make it my own as well and especially as it this one in particular was my first leap into the uh, more valuable pen ownership <laughs> mm-hmm, world mm-hmm. and i think i something that i've talked about to other people at the show as well has been that this first big purchase is such a significant purchase for them. People were telling me how uh, what you were talking about inspired me to make uh, my first pen purchase, Uh-oh. serious pen purchase mm. at this show. And they were coming back with the pens, showing them to me. <laughs> so it, it, it really is a more emotional purchase than others. And you want you want it to be perfect and you're not always going to be going to make this at a pen show and adjust it on the spot sometimes you'll order it online and you might be disappointed when it gets to you when you finally get your hands on it and it's okay it can be fixed that's what i've learned (laughs) it's not always fixing sometimes it's just it is adjusting yeah like there's been many instances where i've had a pen where like this is fine it works it works good for me but you can get it tuned a little bit more for it to be perfect yeah you know and that, i think that was kind of where you were with yours that maybe we would have tried a different ink 
and you would have been like, yeah, it's a bit scratchy, but it does the job. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, it's it's spot on. Because plus, you it's a fine. Yeah, it is a fine. Yes. Yeah, which anyway. is which is more on the kind of outer edge of what you're used to right now. Anyway, so it was always going to meet with yeah resistance pardon the pun yeah, but like yeah. it was always going to meet with some resistance for you anyway because you were used to stub nibs and broads and then going yeah. to a fine is a big jump so it was always going to be tricky anyway but then there was also some some stuff that actually did need to be adjusted for that pen to be spot on for you yeah so that that was great that was uh that was great that was a i love the experience of going for all of this and making my first pen purchase great mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. uh and i love my sailor now <laughs> yeah and this is my experience of anything that i've had nib grounded ground or adjusting like i've not gone to some of the lengths that brad's gone to get like here's this crazy custom grind that will only really work for my handwriting or whatever <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. always just been like this isn't working right can you help me yeah. or like i've just right. bought this pen and i want to make sure that it's like perfect yeah um and yeah. so i've done some stuff like that in the past but i've never I've never gone into a nib grinding situation to be like, let's let's do some mad science. Yeah. And my goal alone is just to get people comfortable sitting in that chair because yeah. that's a nerve wracking experience if you've never done it before. <laughs> so anything you are we can do to like help with that. Across the table from someone who knows so much more about this thing than you do. Mm-hmm. And that, mm-hmm. that is daunting on its own, let alone that you are entrusting them with some irreparable in some instances work, right? They are removing mm-hmm. metal from the nib. There's, there isn't some a, a ton that you can do if it's done wrong. So yep. you're putting a lot of trust in people's hands as well when you go into those situations. So it is daunting. Th- this is another world that I've started to discover a bit and mostly through the Franklin Christoph experience when I tried a lot of nibs as you guys recommended to me. And I could try the factory nibs and that was great to understand the, uh, the type of nib that the is best for me but then they had this category of the masuyama fine-tuned <laughs> nibs and then un- understanding that this is someone who tries a Do nib you, know you saw like- that guy yeah yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Brad, Brad i wasn't sure if, if you knew that you'd seen him but yeah <laughs> yeah i made sure yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah i i did i did in we didn't get room. to we didn't get to talk to him but i made sure yeah, yeah. i knew who he was and that he's a big deal <laughs> deal mm-hmm. and that i tried his the nibs he fine-tuned in the experience and wow you can definitely uh, tell the difference when you try a factory issued nib versus one that's been fine-tuned by a nib grinder because this is someone who's put in a lot more hours to i assume i from what i understand at least Mm. to try the nib from all angles and just make sure it uh aquaplanes <laughs> a term i learned mm-hmm. at this uh, show um and just glides nicely on the paper with no resistance and just works perfectly and this is just more hours put into that one nib and why it costs more but wow the difference yep. is you can tell <laughs> it's yeah, worth it for sure um yeah uh what else i i think that uh, another thing that i didn't expect was uh more about me and how quickly i lost oh, my we're getting uh, introspective now <laughs> <laughs> i i just lost it really there are so many beautiful pens and so there was so much fun to be had and classes were awesome and but um i always thought i was uh gonna be this rational 
consumer making the rational purchase decisions and I had a budget and I was gonna stick to it and no no I lost it I fell in love with so many pens on the first day and um (laughs) yeah just for the record will you restate your initial budget Yes, in the episode we called We Used to Budget, that I can stand by today, We Used to Budget, including me, uh, was, the, uh, was $250. And I think I okay. spent three to four times that amount. Yeah. Obviously, I also had Mike in my ear and also as an enabler uh, who co- constantly encouraged me and... Uh, uh, nudged me towards making these purchases but i never thought <laughs> i never thought i was gonna leave I a show with sacrificed that the majority of what yes. would have been my budget yeah and then encouraged adina to spend it but oh my yes. god i'm still i can't believe i did that i just fell in love with a lot of pens but walked away with two but i love them so much and i matched them with the perfect ink um and I just love we'll get, looking we'll at get them. We'll get to talking about what they are, but like them. on that point, it was just kind of funny where <laughs> it, it got to that point where there were like a couple of pens that Adina purchased and she decided she was buying them before she ever knew how much they cost. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. just like, a, it was like, yeah, no, I'm going to get that one. It's like, have you spoken to literally anyone about the price of this? Like, no. <laughs> I realized that. I realized that after one of them. <laughs> then I was like, she didn't look at the price of that, did she? No. <laughs> I I'm a, I guess to explain that, I feel like I have to, is that I'm always such a rational human being and I felt I was doing so well by starting with a short list and every day knocking off a few options off it. That mm-hmm. And I rarely fall in love with stuff, uh, but when I do, I allow myself an impulse buy because it's worth it. How often does that happen? The problem was that at the pen show, it happens a lot t- to me. So <laughs> that's something... I need to know about myself when I walk into a pen show next time. <laughs> Everybody is dying to know. <gasps> yeah. Dying to know the pens that you purchased. But before we tell them, <laughs> we'll take our final break and thank Harry's for their support of this show. People, humans have been shaving for over 5,000 years from using basic tools to the first copper riser. No, the, the idea is the same. What we need is the same thing. Sharp, durable blades. The ancient Greeks didn't need flexible hinge balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on the qualities that actually matter for a close, comfortable shave, and they never upcharge you. Harry's make quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. And to keep those prices low, they cut out the middleman by buying their own world-class blade factory located in Germany that's been making some of the best razor blades in the world for 99 years that way they can provide great quality at factory direct prices harry's is a brand you can be proud of as well one percent of their sales are donated to organizations that provide access to mental health care for men as well which is awesome they offer a 100 quality guarantee if you don't love your shave let them know and they will give you a refund brad can you tell me something about your harry's experience yeah the blades last longer than any other blade that no matter the cost Mm -hmm. like these blades are cheaper and better and last longer it's kind of the biggest no-brainer in shaving you know i've spent you know five dollars four and five dollars on blades that don't last as long as these harry's blades and don't do as, as good a job i know i switched the blade on my razor probably a like a week before san francisco and i'm still using the same blade like and it's not even close to to wearing out and i'm an i'm an every other day shaver so there's that 
but um, even then, the quality is just fantastic. And uh, I'm, I'm also a big fan of their new texturizing putty for my hair, Mike. So, big fan. As a listener of this show, you can redeem your <laughs> Harry's Trial set. It includes a weighted ergonomic handle for easy grip, five-blade razor with lubricated strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich leathering shave gel to keep you smelling great, and a travel blade cover as well to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Uh, go to harrys.com slash penaddict to start shaving better today. That's harrys.com slash penaddict to redeem your offer and help support the show. Our thanks to Harry's for their continued support of the Pen Addict podcast and Relay FM. All right, so what'd you get? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I got the Canalia. Canalia? Canalia. Yeah, I'm not very good at that. Canalia uh, pen, the Kahakai. Kahakai one? Oh, God, I'm not very good with uh, pronouncing all of this. That's fine. Um, well, you fit right in with us. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Can't pronounce fine. anything. <laughs> but I love, I love looking at it, and I love writing with Kahakai, it. Kahakai, right? Kahakai, right. yes. Yeah, so this is the beach scene. Yeah, yes. there's, there's like two. This is the one where yeah. there is no uh, translucency mm. in it. Right. I have the one yeah, that's this is like- the translucency, the Maui Makai. Yeah, this is like the sandy beach one. Yeah. The green sand, yeah. And nice. I, I love staring at it and rolling it in my hands, like into the light. And I love the texture on that sand, the water, then the depth of the ocean. And mm. um, it just reminds me a lot of uh, our trip to Hawaii, which has been just so awesome. And the views are like nothing you can even post on Instagram. It ca- You can't really translate it into a picture. I've never se- seen that. But the... Uh, I absolutely love it, and uh, part of me, when I buy pens, I like the ink matching experience as well to find the mm-hmm. perfect match. And I'm not—I know I'm not alone in this. And uh, actually, Anna has helped me find the perfect one, which is uh, Robert Oster Turquoise, um, and she got, had the great reasoning in that because it's an Australian brand. They're ones who would be able to understand better better than most that blue greenish shades of the oceans uh, and it mm-hmm. just it's perfect i love this combo so much and i um i've actually ran i i filled it at the show uh filled it with ink at the show and i just ran out of it as i was writing notes for this so i guess that's the one i've been nice. using testament. the most <laughs> that's a testament to how much you've been using it plus as yeah. well hugh gave you the oh. five star treatment. Oh my god, he taught me yeah. how fountain pens work, really, and I love learning how things work because mm-hmm. then I know how to use them or why they're not working. And uh, it was it was just amazing, and I learned so much in that. And uh, it's it he has also tuned it perfectly to my mm-hmm. writing, so it's it's all done for me. I chose the one that spoke to me out of the range that they had, and it's just no re- no regrets. Good. <laughs> Yeah, that makes the fifth Canalea pen in this household. Oh my god, you have four? <laughs> I have four, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Them. How many do you have, Brad? Two. Okay. Between <laughs> us, we have quite a few. Um, I'm an yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think Mike and I even own the same one. I think our tastes are different <laughs> as far as styles go. I don't think you own the same, any of the ones that I have. Um, you you're, you're like Hanoama Bay, oh, right? Yeah, 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 that's we both have, have that one. Oh, okay. And then you have what do you have the uh, one of the one of the lava flow ones? Kahala mm. Sun, is it the no. all orange one? 
it's the old no it's not the all orange one it's the black gray and orange one i can't remember oh kohala sunset i also really like that one a lot Mm -hmm. um that is that's a real good one that one's been kind of in the back of my mind for a while but uh, i never i never went ahead and got it but yeah they're all beautiful yeah so um so you blew the budget like really quick, yeah, but we've... that's not that's not all. Like, no. <laughs> and uh, what's behind door two, door number two? <laughs> well, uh, when uh, I was uh, complaining last time about my sailor and I was thinking that my nib was a bit scratchy, you or or I was looking for recommendations. I don't really remember, but I was looking for recommendations for what other brands to look into. You recommended Platinum to me. So when I was doing my tour around the room and the pen show, I went directly there and tried the Platinum nibs and I was sold right away. And that that it, the fact that it was writing perfectly without having to do anything to it, combined mm. with the fact that I just set eyes on this beautiful century 3776 uh, Sakura <laughs> that mm. really God, spoke to me again um, it was again one of those pens that I just fell in love with and I really really wanted and when um, I, I'm a sucker for stories as well when um, the sales representative was telling me mm-hmm. that Oh, actually, three seven seven six is the height of Mount Fuji, and actually right. these yeah, uh, we little... got a, we got hit by a rep, <laughs> but, big time. But I'm a sucker <laughs> for stories, yeah. and he was saying how um, on the nib, all of those lines that look like a mountain is actually supposed to be Mount Fuji, and I when mm-hmm. you when mm-hmm. I look at the nib, there's also this little heart in it when I write, yeah. and <laughs> all that I was like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> I didn't even ask how much it costs. <laughs> I thought it was going to be as much as my sailor but i think it was slightly more expensive Um, yeah that was kind of a it's not necessarily a special edition but that's a higher level of yeah like their base 3776 the secure model which is the pink one that's just stunning looking Uh, yeah um yeah yeah Yeah, it's a weird yes that's the one i knew when she came back and told me what it was that's why i was like I said in my head, I was like, oh, she didn't look at the price of that. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, I I do want to say we were lucky to get a good deal on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And still, even so, it's just, it's just a great pen. It's, I, I I mean, I love it. Once she picked that one out, I was like, yeah, you did good. (laughs) I'm going to point out two, two things that you've said that I just want to make clear to our readers, um, or to our readers, our listeners, our (laughs) listeners too. Um, I write a thing as well. Um, both like Franklin Christoph that you raved about their table and the platinum um, set up there from the distributor luxury brands had the full nib lineups inked up for you to test at their yeah. table. Yep. So you and I know you really appreciated that fact about both of those places. Oh, and I just wanted yeah. to point that out that you've, you've said that like several times with, probably without knowing. And I just want to make listeners aware that there are these opportunities out there to test all of the things out before mm-hmm. you ever buy anything. Yeah, it's not specifically the pen you are going to buy because that's going to be new and obviously it would have been tested by other uh, show guests. But even Mm -hmm. so, it made such a huge difference in understanding how the factory should nibs work for these two brands. And it's been very helpful. Even if it's about understanding whether you're more of a fine person or an italic or whatever. <laughs> wow, I feel like yep. I know so much now. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big crash course that I did. weekend. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, that's been awesome, and I'm so happy I was able to do that. It um, and yeah, I it was awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, what what I wanted to say with the platinum in terms of the ink matching experience because I absolutely love doing that as well. Um, I I left the pen buying uh, to the last two hours of the whole show because yeah. I was this perfectly rational consumer as much yeah, as possible, yeah. <laughs> and knocking off uh, like really trying to decide that, that that those are the two pens I want. I. Uh, we bought them on the in the last two hours, and mm-hmm. only after I bought those, I bought inks for them. So, and there wasn't much stock left after three days, three, three very intense days. But uh, even so, a listener I think overheard me saying that I really wanted this ink that I'm gonna struggle to pronounce. I think it's J Herbon. J Herbon. Oh, there you go. J Herbon. That's it. I'm not going to repeat. And it's the <laughs> the Coral de, de Tropique. I, yes. I, I can't pronounce French. I'm sorry. I studied German. Um, no, we know exactly like which German. one you're talking about. Coral de Tropique. Oh, yeah. It, it's, Tropical coral, basically. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one. And it just works so... It's gorgeous to start with, and it works perfectly with my platinum. So now I love having this... Uh, the broad nib on the Canlea pen in turquoise and this one that's a medium nib in coral. And mm-hmm. I always, when I write notes, I use them both. And sometimes I bring in the sailor as well that has this shimmer ink for more special yep. notes. Didn't you get some other inks though for the I, platinum? I did. Uh, we went to the Venice ink stand and they had a lot of Monteverde and I keep finding myself drawn to them because all of their colors are so um, vivid and yeah. I love that about them and I was so happy that I was able to find the Aeronite which is this beautiful emerald um, shade of green uh, but also um, this limited series I think you've already spoken a- about it in strawberry shortcake purple sweet mist. life is it sweet life yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. those are those are really good fun as well um, and I've, I bought these inks after I tried a few ink testing stations which i absolutely loved as well so what was the name of the green one that you liked Aeronite. okay which is all for yep. the show notes yeah the, the monte the monteverde inks came up a bunch like between you and i mike during mm-hmm. this show that they've done mm-hmm. a really good job over the past one to two years of upping their quality their colors um their uh, variety and uh, they've they've been getting really good reviews. I'm very happy with the Monteverde, what they have done with the inks. So yeah, good job. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Really, like I've mm-hmm. been using the Sweet Life a lot, and I'm I like it. I like it a lot. I've been very happy. I've been using the Key Lime Pie uh, and the Blue Velvet Cake, and I think yeah, and they're really. They're really well priced too. Like it's a good deal. Oh, it's silly how how cheap they are. Honestly, like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's nothing. Well, not nothing, but you know what I mean. Yeah. What eight dollars yeah. a bottle? Yeah, eight or ten dollars for fifty mils. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe thirty, but yeah, maybe thirty, but still, it doesn't doesn't even matter. That's a mm-hmm. good deal. Yeah. So yeah. That, All right. So what what else did you get, Adina? Was that was no, that the that, extent of the damage, I mean, or I, I we still building here? No, no, that that was literally it. The pens were <laughs> the most damaged, and I feel a yes. bit embarrassed saying that, like knowing that I left with two hundred and fifty dollars in mind. No one mm. thought that you were going to do 
what you said you were going to do. <laughs> so don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, um, I definitely lost my mind, but I'm so happy with these pens and I feel like I don't want anything else for a while. I don't know how long mm-hmm. this feeling will last. Not I'm, long. No, okay. <laughs> You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're it learning could be trouble what you for like a while. Now. So oh. you're, you're, you're only going to be pushed towards finding more things that you enjoy. Yeah. There's a wave <laughs> that you're, you're just, you're, you're like, if you were surfing, you're like still paddling out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you oh, basically, God. at the moment, you are doing the surfing lesson where you're still on the yeah. sand. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Like, the, you're, you're doing the jump up thing. Yeah. You found the nice beach. Like, you're there. You, yeah. You, you, yeah. you hit the destination. And now you're starting to paddle, and there's going to be some pretty cool waves coming, and uh, we'll we'll see how you ride them. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll see. Yeah. Wait until you start finding pens that have been created by Japanese artisans who, like the one I'm using today, who yeah. you know, some somebody sat with a little hammer and knocked some marks into some steel and wrapped it around a Sailor Pro gear. That's when you're on the wave at that point. You got a way to go. Yeah. Okay. How many yep. years does? Uh... Oh, it eight, depends. Eight, eight uh, years. It took okay. me eight. Uh, we, yeah, we go for the phases. Yeah, you got some time. Although, to be honest, it but it took me and Brad a while to get into fountain pens, and you've just jumped straight into oh, fountain pens. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, you were saying that. How mm-hmm. surprised I was. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how it goes. So far, I'm just, I love using the ones that I have, and I don't feel like I'm missing out on Good. anything. And I'm still, I'm still, um, I know that I, if I get bored of anything, I can bring in the new inks and feel make them feel new again for a while. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly I just right. took a look at my desk and I'd like to give an update on my Platinum, uh, the 3776 oh. Galaxy. I haven't brought myself oh, yeah, to part yeah. of it yet. It's still sitting here. But you have you like have an address to ship it to. You just haven't done it? Yeah. So, okay. so I am in charge of the logistics part and I have a, a <laughs> reminder on my list to remind Mike to put the broken nib into the pen to replace that mm. so I can send it. But I just yep. can't bring myself to telling that to Mike because I know yeah. he is very sad to part with it and it will take a while. He needs to be in the right emotional space to, <laughs> to you know, to accept that this will need to happen. But I have a reminder yeah. and I keep it up there top of mind. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll let him get past uh, iPhone announcements yeah. and St. Jude charity. So maybe in early October we can we can get him to ship it back. Yeah, let's wait until I have some new toys in the house. Okay. Edina <laughs> okay. could tell you right now that I've picked up and started <laughs> lovingly fondling the pen while we were talking about that. So yeah, that's, that's where that's I am in my so, life. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to yeah. happen anytime soon. <laughs> Let's give him a new phone and then we can take the galaxy away from him. That's right. That's right. Just uh, distract him. Do you have anything that you're interested in trying more of? Now uh, that you've kind of you're you've arrived at the beach, as we say, like, <laughs> is there anything that like you now have in your mind of like, oh, I think this might be a, an avenue I'd like to explore, and it doesn't have to be mm. buying tons and tons of more pens, but like, is there anything that is has become more interesting to you post the show? Um, I think it's uh, I I have loved. Seeing this new trend of uh, being able to customize your own pens, and that's even taking a 
really. Oh, you're going too. You've gone too far. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> you want to talk about money? No, no, but no, I don't mean that. I don't mean、um, crazy stuff, artisan Japanese style or anything. I and I'm thinking more about the this pen I saw the bungu box stand. I think where they took a Twisby Eco and right, they painted like, watermelons on it. I know, it. but that but, takes like a, a what is what are those pens like fifty dollars and they charge like two to three hundred dollars for yeah. them. Yeah. It's, so, well, it's not like, as bad. This is a great thing to be in, but like custom. Now we're into a whole other ball game. I just feel that、uh, the, when you get to the, I I love the fact that we don't need to be pretentious about it, and we can take like a fifty dollar pen, how much Twisby、yeah. Eco can be, and still make it our own. And I love this thing. I it makes it's it gets me thinking. <laughs> how could I、yep. make a pen my own? Like, what would I paint、okay. on it? Okay, I'm quite,、mm-hmm. and it's it feels modern as well. I don't know why, and I just love that idea. I, it's not for now. It's not for now. <laughs> But、uh, <laughs> I really love that idea, and I also hearing you guys that you're taking your. Can I? I don't know whether I can talk about this. No,、uh, we're not talking we're about not that. We're not talking、yet. about but, anything. But me and Brad are working on some some Oops,、oh, so many stuff.、Things. But we're not talking、oh, about it. Lots of、yet. things. Yeah. 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 Just just the fact that Adina now knows who Bungubox is. I know.、Uh, that's that's all I need out of this entire trip. Okay. She, <laughs> that's all I need. Like that is just glorious in and of itself. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>、um, but yeah, they really had one of a kind stuff, and I loved the the thing that. It wasn't factory、um, manufactured stuff, things that you can buy、yeah. off the shelf, but they're made somehow unique. And I know that this is just the start into a bigger thing, and how you get into owning a pen where someone、uh, knocks a new dent into it <laughs> every day for a year. <laughs> I, I know it's a slippery slope.、Uh, yes, as、is. much as I want to lie to myself.、Um, But the the other thing, and it's not necessarily about pens, but it's more about how to think about writing ink and whatever. It's、um, I, I wanted to say that I really love the the workshops that the lay organized at the pen show. One of them being creative journaling, and one of them being the mad scientist Modon. And she really taught me to. Basically, after those two workshops, I'll never look at journaling or ink the same ever again, and it just、mm-hmm. taught me to get more used to imperfection or just taking、mm-hmm. ink and splodging it on paper and smearing it around and putting bleach on it, and it it just felt like so much fun. And the that's something that I'm interested right now in doing more of. Um, in and just using more of the techniques that she has taught us, and using my own inks and pens and whatever tools I have around to play with that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. There's a,、uh, it's it's weird to say, but like giving yourself the permission and the freedom to do those types of experiments is like a learned thing. It doesn't come natural to to allow yourself to. Just be as free as someone like Leia is, and it's cool that she has these classes and gives you tips and shows you all the things. Because、well, if she anything, does, she is then, amazing. She is then in charge of giving you the permission to do it, right? So、yeah. you don't need to give yourself the permission then, because she's done it for you. And I think that, that、yeah. can be beneficial for a lot of people.、Uh, yeah. So, something I've been doing a lot of this year has been journaling, and I know that there are a lot of people who 
are like me because I've met them. Uh, but it's that idea that when you when you start a new journal, you write your name perfectly on the first page and you draw this little illustration and you always feel really bad if you make a mistake and you have to um, you know, put a line through it and write again or if you have an ink blood or whatever it's like there's so much perfection tied into it and it was awesome going into Lay's workshop and she was basically saying no you're gonna start writing halfway through the page and <laughs> that that caused a bit mm-hmm. of anxiety into me but it's just, <laughs> it was just she was she had all of these techniques in trying to make us get used to imperfection especially around journaling because that's just not needed and also she made us rip off pages of it and uh, i love it and just smear ink around and it does a really good technique i wish i had something to point people to but that was just awesome just follow lee <laughs> yep and speaking of follows we need to put adina's instagram if that's okay by her in our yeah. show notes because my wife said Oh my gosh, did you see Adina's story she put up the other day about, you know, all the stuff at the fountain pen show? I was like, ooh, I'd missed it. And I went to check it out and it was great. So, you know, make sure to put that out there if you want. Have you made a highlight? Uh, no, I'll create a highlight. Yeah, just to make sure create people a highlight, can see and it. And then I can put, yeah, put that but, exact thing in the show notes too. Mary Beth made a point to come and tell me how cool that was. Wow. That she saw that and she thought you <laughs> well, did such a good job. Well, and then she yelled at me a, like, "You need to do more of that." <laughs> let me tell you, Brad. Oh, I want to give you the behind the scenes. First here of all, thank you, Mary Beth. <laughs> this this process, oh, I no. am not kidding you, is a two to three hour process <laughs> where Adina sits tell. down and she looks at her images. She takes a piece of paper. She writes down all of the images and what she wants to say in each of them that she posts. Them. She writes like a whole content plan. Then she nice. sits and edits the images in Fisco. And then post them. It is a. I I came into my office a couple of days ago to edit Cortex. I left and she was still sitting at the table and she was like halfway through the list. It's like, oh my God. So, Mary Beth's exact quote to me is I pulled it up and I don't normally look at stories with that many dashes across the top, but this one was awesome. That's why you should. The work bears fruit and the fruit is very good Instagram stories, but the work is incredible to, to see that, <laughs> that is the mind awesome. of a marketer oh uh, yeah that's yeah, hilarious that's i love it uh, you're that, hired i'm I'm hiring you officially <laughs> that's why it took me only three two to three weeks to post about the pen show so. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> takes multiple that's days uh, glorious. instagram uh at adina hurley on yes. instagram all right i think that's brought us to the end of this episode if you want to find brad online brad is at dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m on twitter he is pen addict on instagram uh you go to penaddict.com and knock.co and uh, brad you're back on twitch right i saw i am i am you know, three, slash you know, tuesdays and thursdays slash pen addict yep i'll make sure that's in the show notes as well so people can just go and subscribe straight away to that uh, i am i mike i am y-k-e um I I think my Instagram stories are good, uh, but they're not uh, to Adina's level of good. So yeah, Mary, but Mary Beth doesn't talk about your stories. No, that's the sign. <laughs> that you, is Mary like Beth. the stamp of approval. Does it, does it right. meet the Mary Beth test? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks so much to our sponsors this week, Harry's Pen Chalet and Away, and thank you all for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> Oh, no, I forgot you.